Wait, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome hello, back. Hello. Hey, hey. Francis. <laughs> hey. Oh, we're we're back you? again for another podcast on Knowledge yes, Power Podcasts. And we yes. are just trying to see if I can see everything here. Great. I am glad to be back. Uh, we've got a great, great guest tonight. Yes, we and, do. Um, and also we have our Sunday's guest as well. But we do have a couple of PSIs, PSAs I was thinking about that we need to remember. And as we want to tell you about the Texas Relief Program, Rent Relief Program, that uh, yes. the, um, um, the Texas, there's plenty of money. I mean, I mean, it's almost 70, 60 million dollars just for Jefferson County to help people with their rent, uh, utilities, and uh, if you need uh, your rent paid or you're behind or you're about to be evicted, call online www.texasrentrentrelease.com or call 1-833-989-7368. Please do that because there's money out there for us. And uh, we, have, we have money's coming, millions and millions of dollars that's earmarked just for Jefferson County, uh, for new homes uh, rebuilt. and for uh, So it's, it's so much going on. So we want to let you all know that uh, that if you're not aware of it, please call uh, the Texas Rent Relief Program. And um, the number's on the screen. So, Francis, tell us what's going on. Well, I, I do believe next Sunday we have another mayoral candidate coming on the show. Yes. LaShawn Proctor will be joining us. Is that uh, Sunday at 8? Yes. Okay, yes, great. Sir. Uh, uh, so no, look, no, Sunday at 7. At 7. We look yeah, forward to yeah. hearing from okay, here. Okay, great. Yes, uh, sir. All right. So, well, let's get started with our special guests, uh, and uh, we'll go from there, and we'll get started. All right. Well, first, before we get started with our special guest, we want our viewers to know that Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform to share information, important information about education in Southeast Texas, African-American communities with viable information on health, education, financial resources, politics and business. All right. Uh, OK, so we're kicking it. We're kicking we got it going. Yes, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is now on Facebook, Spotify, our Heart Radio, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. And uh, also, we have a new website. Uh, it's www.knowledgeispowerpodcast.live. You can go in, you can see all the previous shows from the beginning to the end uh, and up to the day. So if you're around, Hey, we 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 on we we on. So let's say we're going to say hello and give a shout out to Esther Egans. Uh, she's watching the show and listening. And uh, Lydian Brown, hello, Lydian. We'd like to hear from hey, everybody, Lillian. please. If you're hey, online Esther. tonight and tonight, we like to see, drop a drop us a comment. We want to hear from you as well. Our special guest tonight is Mike, good friend, and uh, city councilman for Ward. Four, uh, she's currently with Ward Four in Beaumont, Texas. Robin Mouton, and we'll be right back with her in one minute. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redfro. 
and my co-hosts, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Oh, we're back. Hello, Robin. Hi, Tony. How are you? Oh, great, great. Um, Francis, you know, you heard me say my good friend. Can I tell you why she's my good friend? Please. please. Yeah. Uh, last last Mardi Gras, uh, Fat Tuesday night, uh, we had the, uh, what is the deal? They, they call it uh, uh, Robin. They have it at downtown Beaumont. You're talking about the party girl? Yes. And uh, I was walking down the sidewalk about to cross the street. And as I was crossing the street, I not I didn't see a truck in the truck. I obviously the truck didn't see me. And the truck hit me as I was crossing the street. Mm-hmm. And I knocked me into the next lane, knocked my glasses off, phone, knocked my phone out on the pavement. And almost I lost conscious for a few minutes and it was dark. And I couldn't see because I didn't have my glasses on. But I saw this huge silhouette standing over me. <laughs> Seeing about me, and she didn't know it when they turned me over and she said, Oh, Tony. I said, Oh, Lord, I'm in heaven. Where am I? <laughs> so that's why, that's why I call her my angel. You know, she they took care of me, made sure I got on the in the ambulance and got me to the hospital. And um, so that's why I say to my good friend, she was a lifesaver. So her and uh, uh, my other good friend, Cheryl Guillory, you know, I, all I saw was those two, those huge silhouettes standing on me. I knew I was in heaven then, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Mardi Gras. It was the, it was uh, for the Southeast Texas. Taste of, uh, taste of, um, Taste of the Triangle. Right, right. But it was on that Fat Tuesday night. Fat Tuesday night. Yeah. Right. So that's what I call uh, angels, okay? So so I'm going to let Francis, you take off with the show, okay? Uh, absolutely. I can be more thrilled to have you on as a guest tonight, Mrs. Mouton. We're pleased to have you. But just for our viewers' sake, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself as such as your history here in Beaumont. Just give us some background so the viewers really, really get to know you. Sure, Francis. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me on tonight. Uh, I am Robin Mouton. I've lived in Beaumont all of my life. I married my high school sweetheart, Kenneth Mouton. We've been married for 41 years. I have uh, two adult children, Julian and Carmen Mouton. I also have two grandchildren. I'm the oldest of three other siblings. I'm the oldest of four. I have three siblings and I am the daughter of Robert and the late Mara Donata. Um, I'm a graduate of 1978 of Hebert High School. And I worked for AT&T for 32 years. Uh, Working for AT&T for 32 years, I was also a member of Communication Workers of America, uh, Local 61339 CWA, as we call it. And in that uh, role uh, of of the union, I was uh, very, very involved. I was on the executive board, a chief and a district steward, uh, just fighting for the rights of employees. And 
meeting with management and just working through uh, different situations. Um, I've enjoyed living in Beaumont, raising my family here. And I've always been proud to say that I am from Beaumont, Texas. That's terrific. That is terrific. Good to know you are a native here of Beaumont and you know the inner workings of Beaumont and have seen Beaumont actually transition. But yes. I want to know what prompted you? You are currently on council and have been for several years. Um, so tell us what prompted you to make this transition into a mayoral seat or a mayoral candidate? Well, being a native from Beaumont, I chose to raise my family here. And raising my family here uh, just gave me a sense of being invested into this community. Um, being invested in the community, just um, the growth and the development of the city and our citizens, and just wanting to make sure that Beaumont could be the best community that it could possibly be. Um, as Councilwoman for Ward 4, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to serve uh, the citizens of Ward 4. And so serving the citizens of Ward 4, I gained a level of municipal government training uh, and learning how government work in our city. I've also had the privilege of serving not only on a city level, but on a state and national level and meeting uh, council members and mayors from all over the United States. So meeting all of those different people has given me uh, such a wealth of, of knowledge and training that you just can't get just from sitting on council. Okay. So um, you, you feel that those things have actually the, the experience that you have from being on council has actually prepared you for this seat. Oh, absolutely. Well, because when you do the job and you've learned the job, you know, it's, it's not our apprenticeship. You go in knowing what to expect and knowing how to navigate uh, through the process of being a council member. And I have the inner workings of working with uh, the staff, the city manager, uh, the city clerk, the city attorney, because I've been there and I've done it for six years. Yes, ma'am. And what are some of your main or your major concerns for the citizens of Beaumont or what would be one of the first things or agenda items if elected? Uh, one of my first agenda items is definitely streets and drainage. Um, streets and drainage is a major, major problem in, in any city you go in. Uh, it's very, very few cities that don't have issues with potholes and that don't have issues with drainage. And of course, you know, with um, in the last two to three years, everything that we've experienced with um, Harvey, Imelda, some of the work that we had already begun to do was really destroyed from, from all of the flooding. Mm -hmm. And so there's still so much work that needs to be done, but working with the previous council that I've worked with, and I know the dynamics of the council will probably change with the upcoming election, 
But one of the great things uh, about already serving and being on council, I know how to navigate and I can step in day one, ready to do and continue the work that we've once begun. Tony. Oh, okay, great. Okay, you ready? Well, you know, I'm going to ask a few questions. If you're elected as mayor of Beaumont, what three steps would you take to put our city on a firmer financial footing and a better way of life here in Beaumont? Because we need some. We need some. We need a. We need a. We need a new. Uh, we need to go in a new direction. We need. We need production. We need. Uh, let's see. We need more just entertainment. We need a place that we have only ninety miles outside of Houston. We need this. It's, this place could be a spot for all types of uh, of uh, amusement. So, what are you planning to do with the city to grow the city? Well, of course, Tony. Um, there are a million things I would love to do, but again, <laughs> the way city government works, you take your ideal, and you must have three other council members to vote with you. But some of the major major concerns I have is uh, revitalizing downtown. I, and I, I wrote down some notes. I, I was almost sure, of course, that, that that's a major concern about our city. And, you know, downtown usually is, is the heartbeat of most cities. Mm -hmm. and, and for Beaumont, we know that it's capable of being successful. Look at Sugars. Sugars mm -hmm. is downtown Beaumont. And I, I just believe if you build it, they will come. And Sugars has been very, very successful. Um, not to mention um, my father-in-law. He had a, a, a bistro downtown Beaumont, which really just served uh, during the lunch hours. But it was very, very successful for the time that they were downtown until they decided to, to branch out. So revitalizing uh, downtown is of course, one of the major concerns for most citizens uh, in, in Beaumont. Uh, that, that's one. Also, I would like to work with uh, the Beaumont Chamber mm -hmm. and our economic development uh, core group and, and Chamber of Commerce in collaboratively coming together to uh, strategize on how to, to develop new industries and new ideals to come to Beaumont. Not only that, I believe having a steering committee and people uh, throughout the city to come together and forming committees to get the input of the citizens because this is this is their city. This is the city in which they live in. And you all, you know, you want to live and you want to play where you live. And like you stated, going 90 miles away uh, to Houston or going uh, to Benton or going to Lake Charles, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. We, we've all done it and we all do it. But I want people to come from those, those cities and come into Beaumont and say, we're going to come to Beaumont. And we're going to do something in, in downtown Beaumont. 
So you're saying we can make it a hub of of, of uh, the drawing people here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no different than us leaving to go to their cities. Mm-hmm. I want them to leave and spend right. their dollars in, in Beaumont. Since you have so much experience in the inner work in the Beaumont and the Beaumont Municipal Government, uh, that's an advantage that you have, right? Absolutely. Because I've seen the inner workings. But one thing I, I will continue to say, it's not just the ideal of one person. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that's not passed without four votes. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a rapport with your fellow council members. Mm-hmm. And so that's another advantage that I have. Some are going to leave, but some will stay. And so I, I know we're going to have a, a different makeup on council, but I can absolutely uh, say that some of us will still be there. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to working uh, with new council members. I was once a new council member. So, you know, getting on, getting on council be, and being a new member, um, there are some things that you have to learn and you, you will learn them because if, if you're involved to do the work, you have to put the work in. And so I'm excited um, about the new uh, venture of being mayor and, and working with a, a new council group. Well, I did hear you say uh, revitalization of basically downtown Beaumont. In the spirit of that comment, do you feel that that is one of the key points of retaining the young talent that graduates from, let's just say, from high school and transitions to Lamar University and retaining some of that young talent so that they continue to grow, Bowman continues to grow and have families and build here. Cause that has been a topic and a concern about retention and retaining the youth here and making them excited about being residents of Beaumont. Well, I think retaining the youth that are coming out of college, uh, number one, they have to be able to find good employment. So you don't want to go to college for four years, spend four years of studying and getting a degree and not being able to, to, to find a job. So um, retaining people to, to stay here, you must, you must be able to have a job, first of all. And then after, after finding a job, you want to be able to play where you stay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I I really think revitalizing not only downtown, but bringing in um, uh, new jobs, new opportunities, mm-hmm. um, revitalizing uh, Riverfront Park. Uh, look at our neighbors. They're getting ready to revitalize the, you know, their nature's, their, their riverfront. And hopefully one day um, I could see our downtown being that very, very same way. 
Yes, ma'am. Now, I want to back up just a little bit uh, for our viewers. And uh, this is a commonly asked question on this program. But exactly. I know you said you need four four votes. So can you explain to our viewers a little bit of how the council actually works? Well, the way council work, um, we have an agenda. You have an agenda item. Uh, say, for instance, if I put an item on the agenda, I must get a second in order for it to be placed on the agenda. Once it's placed on the agenda, then those those binders that, that you see before us that a lot of people think we just skim through on Tuesday, we normally get that. No, not normally. We get it every Friday afternoon. So you can go online every Friday and see what our agenda items will be for the following Tuesday. By 1030 every Friday, any agenda item that is to be placed on the agenda for Tuesday's meeting will must be turned in by 1030 on Friday. Okay. Once it's, once it's turned in on Friday, it's placed on the agenda and it goes into our work binder for Tuesday. And that's when the mayor calls for the agenda items in which we vote on. And so the mayor will call uh, agenda item number one and it's read by the city manager if present if the city manager isn't present it's read by the city attorney from that point she calls the mayor calls for a vote and the vote is taken if there are not four people that vote for it it does not pass hmm. so what does the mayor actually do what what is the responsibility is it more so like uh kind of like a uh and and excuse me for a lack of better terms, but kind of like a bus driver, like steering the committee or steering the meeting or what is the role actually do? Well, I, I would tell you that the, the, the role of the mayor is to oversee the taxpayers dollars. I don't care in, in every role, wherever there's money, there is always an overseer. Mm -hmm. So the mayor is to oversee the taxpayers' dollars and budget and manage the budget because there are agenda items, there are budgeting items, there are bonds, and all of it is, is to be overseen by the mayor. Of course, you know, we have a city manager form of government, but the city manager takes direction from the council. The council, again, four votes dictate every and any situation that comes up. Okay. Okay. Tony, you have any questions? Yeah, I do. Let's let me go here. And uh, I was posting some things online and uh, I was listening. So, Robin, tell me, since how many times have you been a uh, mayor pro tem? 
Uh, I was mayor pro tem uh, two consecutive years, uh, not a full second year, but upon the death of council member uh, Get Right, I was appointed for a second term of mayor pro tem out so, of the six years that I served on so, council. So that tells me that you've had experience as being a mayor and the duties of a mayor, right? Absolutely. I've, uh, I've, I've done the duties of, of the mayor in her absence. And, um, you know, a lot of people think we just go to city council meetings on Tuesdays. And mm -hmm. that's, that, that's far, far from, mm -hmm. from everything that we do. Um, as Mayor Pro Tem, I've done multiple, multiple uh, ribbon cuttings and opening of brick and mortar businesses. I've uh, conducted a council, a city council meeting and in city council meeting, uh, there are documents that you have to sign off on uh, for the day of the meeting. And so I've had the experience of doing all of the, all of those duties in which the mayor conduct on a weekly basis. And if you was elected, just say you were elected mayor of Beaumont, how can, what, 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 let me see, how can I say this? How can you make a difference in the city? What difference, what, 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 what are you going to do to make a difference from the mayor that we've had for the past 12 years? Well, um, you know, every, every, everyone is different. Everyone mm -hmm. has a, a different way of doing things. Uh, but in city and municipal government, you know, our charter really dictates a, a, a lot of how it's done and why, why it's done. So although you can, um, a, as you say, like put your own twist on things or, or do things differently, uh, there are a lot of things that that you really can't do because of of, of our charter. Mm -hmm. um, there are some things I would like to see implemented, and uh, on those things that I would like to see implemented, again, um, I think I have that advantage of working with the staff working with the city manager, city attorney, and having um, a relationship with those people that um, I can go in and navigate uh, because I, I've, I've done it in the past. Well, again, I'm gonna ask this question. I'm not again, but I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, if someone came to council meeting or came and approached you uh, with a proposal to build a new piece of public infrastructure in our city, how would you evaluate whether the project was or is worth implementing? Well, Tony, with, with every and anything, the first thing you have to do is find out how you are going to pay for it. That's the first thing you have to do. I mean, there, there are a lot of great ideas. And then there are some ideas that never even get off the ground. But working with, with 
a group or anyone that has an idea, you first have to find out how are you going to pay for it? Then after you find out how you're going to pay for it, you have to see, even if the citizens who tax dollars pay for anything that we have would even approve of it. And then from there, you always have to look, you may be able to afford to bill it and set it up, but how are you going to maintain it? Because in, main, in, in building something, there's a cost into maintaining it. So there, and, and you're talking about maintaining something for years down the line where your budget may allow it this year, but then you have to look down the road to the future as to how are we going to pay for this um, if, if, if we have back-to-back hurricanes or storms or, God forbid, COVID continues. So in all of that, you really have, as a mayor, you have to take the lead and to know that not only am I putting uh, the taxpayers in a situation to either raise taxes later, because if we don't have enough dollars, tax dollars to pay for it, it has to be maintained and paid for. Robin, I am going to change direction here. I'm going to take a curve and I'm going to dive right <laughs> down. And uh, I watched the, if I'm not attending a city council meeting, which you you see me there most of the time, if I'm not, I'm watching it online. Um, and I noticed there's so much device uh, division in our uh, council meetings. Um, and uh, how are, if you became mayor, how are you going to be able to, can you handle it? How can you unite the councilmen together? Can you unite them to go in a, the same directions uh, so that we can uh, elevate our city? Well, first of all, I've been on that council uh, for six years. I think we've had, in the six years, we've had maybe three seats to change. I've worked across the board with all of the council, new and old. And I think when you look at the meetings and you look at council, I am probably the most even killed council member that's on that council. I feel like I can get along with anyone. I also feel that you don't have to like what another council member say or vote on, but at some point you have to respect each other and you have to respect their opinion and their vote. Vote isn't gonna always go the way you like it. And there's sometimes even after the vote, I had a council member come in last Tuesday and he said, are you okay with that? Or what, you know, what did you think about that? You know, and so you have to respect each other enough to say, I didn't like it, but you voted for your constituency or the way you felt your ward or your area needed to be represented. I've stuck my, um, I've stuck myself out many, many times 
Uh, there, there have been times where I was the only one that voted against a particular item. And I'm, I'm proud to say I was one that voted against Mardi Gras all by myself. But I voted against Mardi Gras and the stance that I took was count the costs. What people didn't understand about Mardi Gras, they thought the city of Beaumont was putting Mardi Gras on. But Mardi Gras itself was a company that came to our city to ask us to sponsor their event in our city. And with that, there was cost that our city incurred. So I always say count the cost. I don't care what, what the project is, someone has to pay for it and our citizens tax dollars are at risk or at stake when paying for anything that concerns the city. Francis? Yes, and I'm gonna switch. Um, thank you so much for clarity on that and being very thorough in your explanation. And I'm gonna redirect a little bit and uh, discuss a little bit about um, the city council and BISD. There has been some concerns um, you know, looming in the air about BISD and the success and possibly the city working with BISD to make it a, a better situation for the community and also for the district. Well, in any city, and um, if industry is going to come to your city, they're going to look at your city. They're going to look at, number one, your school district. They're going to look at your city government. They're going to look at the, clean, the cleanliness of your city because they want to know what they're coming into. And so I want to bridge the gap between our city, our school district, our chamber, because it all worked together for the good of our citizens. If we don't all work collaboratively together, then it, it's just going to be a lopsided situation because we all have to work together for the good of our citizens and for the good of our city. Yes, ma'am. So does that does that idea have a little bit to do with your plan on putting um, these groups, these work, these, uh, I guess, community committees of individuals that kind of represent our city? I, I heard you mention that. And I really think that's a great idea. Um, and that kind of creates some, um, so I guess, if you will, a checks and balances for, you know, a, what, it, what the city council is doing based on what the community expects. Kind of well, like... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, basically kind of like a checks and balances. Absolutely. So, Because I believe when you give people a vested interest and get them involved, then you get the input from the citizens that actually live here. And people want to be involved. They want to be involved. They want to know that their voice and their concerns are heard. Mm -hmm. And so... I want to involve the community. I want people to come together. I want to bridge the gap of people not knowing what's going on in city government 
or people saying, well, I didn't know that was going on, but I want to go out and reach the people. And by setting up committees, getting the citizens involved, getting their input from all walks of life, because this is this is all of our cities. This mm -hmm. is the city of city council. We're elected by the people to serve the people. And so that's what I want to do in being the mayor of Beaumont is building a better Beaumont with the citizens that live in Beaumont. Okay, that's a great answer. And so in the spirit, and this question may sound a little bit redundant, what makes you the best candidate, the best choice for this seat? Well, I believe with the knowledge that I've gained and serving as Councilwoman of Ward 4, it has truly, truly been a privilege for me to serve. I've been able to go in uh, to Ward 4 and highlight uh some achievements just of Ward 4 that a lot of people did not even realize. Uh, I'm very proud to say that I come from Ward 4. Uh, one, one of the biggest highlights of being the councilwoman uh, for Ward 4 is recognizing the historic value of the Pear Orchard. And there are signs all over Ward 4 that says, welcome to Ward uh, welcome to the Pear Orchard, the Pear Orchard neighborhood. Over most of the streets, there are Pear Orchard signs with a pear. And I've gotten so many thank yous from people that lived here, grew up in the Pear Orchard, moved away and said, thank you for recognizing our community. Because my dad lived in the South End. And so when we would go to the South End, we were like, we were the Pear Orchard cousins. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm from the Pear Orchard. Not only that, there's so much historical uh, information. You know, Blanchett School was one of the first uh, schools for, at that time, referred to as uh, the Negro School. So to say that the Parage housed the very first school for um, African-Americans, that's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. uh, Ken Ritter, so many, many years ago, proclaimed Beaumont as the football capital of the world. But what a lot of people don't know, the majority of those football players came right out of the Parage. And I'm talking people that, they didn't only change um, and, and go to the pros and change football. Um, they, they, they change things that are in effect today. Uh, Jared, Jerry Levice was not only the first um, African-American player to play for SMU, but he was the first black football player to uh, integrate the, the, the Southwest, uh, conference. Southwest uh, Conference. And then you have Warren Wells that played for the Oakland Raiders. Mel and Miller Farr uh, played for uh, Detroit. Detroit. They played for the Detroit Lions. You have Wolf that played for 
Los Angeles Rams. You also have uh, Jerry Ball that played for the Detroit Lions. And Jerry came, Jerry's mother went to school with, with the, the first group of NFL football players. So you're talking decades later. And so I even uh, made mention uh, to the news reported this weekend, uh, waiting for uh, Beaumont United basketball players to arrive back to the campus. Uh, a newspaper reporter is from California. So I got to tell him, I say, sir, you're standing on legendary dirt. I said, this school has gone from Hebert High School to Ozan High School to now Beaumont United, and then all of the schools within their own perspective have graduated world-renowned athletes and professionals right from that one address that once started from one of the first Negro schools in the city. So that's why I always say that I'm very, very proud of Beaumont. I'm very, very proud of Ward 4. And I tell people, I'm, I mean, my family is six generations here in Beaumont. My grandmother lived on a corner of Lou and Sarah. And those streets of Lou and Sarah were named of the daughters that donated the land in which that very first school was named after. But I can go on and on and on and talk about Ward 4, but as a mayor candidate and being a previous, uh, well, currently being a councilwoman, I'm, I'm just truly proud to say that I've enjoyed the privilege of serving the citizens of Ward 4 but as a mayor, I want to be a mayor to all citizens for the entire city. Robert Mouton, everybody, for candidate for mayor of Beaumont, Texas. Yes, 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 yes. You don't even look like a mayor standing sitting up there. I can see the future. Hey, anyway. It's good to have you, my angel. I, you know, everybody know what now. Everybody know why I call you my angel. You know, but you know, uh, I, I'm. If you have any last words you want to share with the people of Beaumont, uh, the people who are listening right now or watching. Well, the one thing I would say is um, I've enjoyed serving not only Ward Four but the citizens of Beaumont. Um, I'm very, very proud of the work that I've begun. I would like to continue the work by serving as your mayor. I would just hope that everyone would just look and just feel my heart. I have the love not only for the citizens, but for the city of Beaumont. And I wanna continue the work that I've begun and working collaboratively with not only the old council members, but the new incoming council members. And I look forward to serving as mayor of Beaumont. And I hope you feel the same way too. So I am asking for your support and your vote 
for mayor, for Beaumont, so that we can build a better Beaumont with proven leadership. <laughs> so what's election day? Can you uh, let us know when we need to be at the polls? Yes, ma'am. You need to be voting for me on April the 19th through April 27th. And the election day is May 1st. Please get out and exercise your right to vote. It's so good to have you, and thank you for accepting our invitation, uh, thank Robin you. Mouton, candidate for mayor of Beaumont, who is currently the uh, councilwoman of Ward 4. We thank you again and again and again and again. Thank you, my angel. Thank so, <laughs> and uh, Please, everyone, we have another show on Sunday at 7 o'clock. We'd love to have you there and have you back. And again, thanking uh, Robin Mouton again for joining us at Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. We've got to go. Now, it's time to go. So I have to let you know we love you. Take care. God bless everyone. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.